0: Mike Rogers, Jr., our Jesuit seminarian who is currently studying theology at the Gregorian University in Rome, is turning 30 on March the 23rd of this year, a fact which makes me feel very, very old, because I've known Michael for a long time, at least half of his life. Well, in preparation for this big celebration, his birthday, Michael decided to write 30 separate reflections on his blog, on his little website, one on each of the 30 days preceding March the 23rd. These are all personal stories of grace, as he refers to them, which recount his experience of God's presence and love during the first three decades of his life. Well, the one he wrote on February the 28th really hit home with me, and I think it ties in perfectly with the Lord's message to us today in the gospel passage we just heard from Matthew 17. The title of this entry on his blog, this little reflection, was simply The Bus Trip, and it concerned his first trip to the Steubenville High School Youth Conference in Ohio. Now this was back in the mid-1990s, before the days of Steubenville East. Now they have satellite conferences all over the country, including one here. Now it's at URI. It used to be at La Select. Well, this was before that. Back then in the mid-1990s, all of the conferences took place on the campus of Franciscan University itself. Michael's mom, whom many of you know, the former Mary Ellen Spazzato, is originally from little old Westerly, and she and her husband, Mike Sr., both of whom attended Providence College with me back in the 1970s, they used to come to St. Pius when they were here in town. They still do, in fact, they're here with us tonight. But at the time, in the mid-90s, they were living in Weathersfield, Connecticut, And once when they were here for Mass, I remember telling them back then that they should try to get young Michael to come with us to Steubenville that summer. And so they did. But what they didn't tell me was that for all practical purposes, they tricked him into going. Or maybe they told me and I just forgot about it. But Michael reminded me and the world of it when he wrote this on his blog the other day. It was a beautiful summer day. And my mother told me to pack my bag because the family was going to the house that she shared with her sisters down in Rhode Island for the weekend. That much was true. The family was going to the house in Rhode Island for the weekend. And I would go to the house in Westerly for a couple of minutes and then get back into the car to go to the church. When we arrived at the parking lot of St. Pius X Parish, I saw a large coach bus. The lot was filled with a bunch of high school kids. Some looked excited, others reluctant, and there was one with a surprised look on his face. That surprised look on my face came from the fact that I really knew very little about what was going on. I knew that the parish that we used to go to during the summers in my mom's hometown had an active youth group. I knew that they went on a trip to Ohio every year. I had heard that it was 15 hours one way on a bus. I also knew that I wasn't sure I wanted much to do with it. My mother shoved into my hands a small box that had my well-underused rosary in it and a Bible that had been bought the week before, which still sits on my desk to this day. And I was off. Fifteen hours there, on a bus. Connecticut seemed endless. Pennsylvania infinite. Initially, out of boredom, I began talking with a few of the other kids on the bus. It turned out that one, who subsequently became one of my better friends in high school, was someone that I had played with as a child. His family lived across the street from my grandparents. Two others whom I befriended had my opinions about the weekend. Well, at least there were cute girls along for the ride, too, a thought shared by many 15-year-old boys on that bus, I'm sure. Very quickly, I started noticing that the last names were names that I had heard growing up. It turns out that these were all the children of my mom's friends, and we were all being shipped off together to Ohio. Now, I wish I could tell you that once Michael got there to Franciscan University, everything changed and he immediately started to have a great time and really get into things, but that would be a lie. The truth is, things got a lot worse for him before they got any better. At least they got worse in his mind. And I suppose, as far as Michael was concerned, that's all that counted, what was in his mind. As he said on his blog, we got off the bus unrolled our sleeping bags on a racquetball court, and took showers after our long bus ride. Then we all went down under the main circus tent, and people there were singing about, of all things, Jesus. Almost immediately, I began to be afraid. I called my mother later that night to tell her that I had walked into some kind of cult. I asked what I was doing there, and more importantly, I told her that I needed to come home quickly. Well, thankfully, Mike Sr. and Mary Ellen did not get into their car and drive 15 hours out to Steubenville, Ohio. They encouraged Michael to hang in there to stick it out, and he did. He even went to confession for the first time in a long time on Saturday afternoon. As he said in his blog, he knew he'd never see the priest again, so he figured, why not go? Well, whatever it takes, I'm glad he went. But what really changed Michael Rogers Jr., what changed his entire life, took place on Saturday night of that weekend. It was, for him, a transfiguration experience. That's why I mention it tonight. Akin, in many respects, to the experience that Peter, James, and John had on Mount Tabor 2,000 years ago when Jesus Christ was transfigured, transformed, literally, before their very eyes. Here's how Michael described it. One of my Christology professors at the Gregorian University says that all faith begins in an encounter. And he's right, of course. If faith begins with an encounter, then in a real sense, my faith began that night. I'm not sure if I can explain or describe what happened that night under that tent, There's a famous story that one day St. Augustine was walking along the shore, taking a break from writing a book on the Trinity, and he saw a young boy using a shell to pour water from the Mediterranean into a little hole that he had dug in the sand. When Augustine asked the young boy what he was doing, the boy responded, I'm trying to empty the sea into this hole. Augustine smiled and told the boy gently that that was impossible. The boy responded, So is trying to understand the Trinity. Well, that Saturday night was much like what this story describes. It would be impossible to really say what happened, other than that for the first time in my life, I had an encounter with God. There was Eucharistic adoration and singing, but somehow I just became aware that God was alive, real, and wanted to love me if I would let him. That moment was a turning point in my life without which I would not be here, here in Rome. I knew in my heart who the living God was And at 15, I wanted to follow him, whatever the cost. Have you ever had a transfiguration experience in your life? Or maybe a series of such experiences? Michael Rogers' transfiguration experience was a very positive one. But please hear this, sometimes these experiences can also come in the midst of suffering, in the midst of tragedy. I've known a lot of people who have experienced God's strength, God's comfort, God's consolation in a very powerful way after they've lost a loved one or after they've gone through some other serious trial. And that experience has either led them to faith or it's strengthened them in faith, or it's brought them back to the practice of their faith. It depends on where they were at beforehand. A transfiguration experience, my brothers and sisters, is any event, good or bad, which has helped us to recognize what Mike Rogers came to recognize that Saturday night at Steubenville, that God is alive, real, and wants to infuse our life with his love, if we will let him. You know, it's possible for a person to have a transfiguration experience and not to be aware of it until many years later. But once we become aware of it, it's extremely important that we never forget it. Because there will be difficult times in the future when the memory of that transfiguration experience will give us the strength and encouragement that we need to remain faithful. You see, Jesus gave his his disciples this experience on Mount Tabor, this little glimpse of his glory, for a reason. He wanted them to have something to hang on to on Holy Thursday and Good Friday, when everybody else pretty much turned against him. I'm sure that when Michael Rogers is having a difficult or frustrating day as a graduate student at the Gregorian University in Rome, studying under all those intelligent Jesuits, I'm sure when he's having that kind of day, difficult day, his mind sometimes goes back to that moment of grace at Steubenville all those years ago. And through that memory, he gets renewed and re-inspired to continue his preparation to serve God in the priesthood. That is the power, that is the awesome, incredible power of a transfiguration experience when it is recognized and remembered by a person of faith. May God help all of us to know that same power in our lives.